0: Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. We share good news and godly wisdom to empower you to be salt and light in every season of life. Jenny Taylor, founder of Somebody Cares Scotland, and Brian Taylor, CEO, share the incredible story of what the Lord has done. What began with a passion for God and a heart for people has now become a ministry with over 20 warehouses and buildings and nearly 500,000 square feet of facilities, meeting the needs of people on multiple levels. Their humble beginning started with a single volunteer and has now become a well recognized charity and nonprofit in the United Kingdom and beyond. Get ready to be encouraged and inspired. There is nothing impossible for God. After the episode, consider leaving a review and follow us on your favorite streaming platform. If you've gleaned anything from this podcast, consider paying it forward with a gift at somebodycares.org. Now let's join our host, Doug Stringer.
1: Welcome to another Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. I'm actually in Aberdeen, Scotland, celebrating with Brian and Jenny Taylor and all the Somebody Care Scotland team, 20 year anniversary of the Ministry of Somebody Care Scotland. And I'm actually recording right now in one of the many, many multiple rooms of services that Somebody Care Scotland does in Aberdeen. In the other room, we have Brian and Jenny Taylor who are the founders of Somebody Cares Scotland and an official chapter of Somebody Cares International. So Brian and Jenny, it's so great to have you with me today and taking this time to record during the middle of a lot of celebrations going on here in Aberdeen. I just want to say thank you for inviting me to come and celebrating with you. We're so honored to have you as family and friends. And I want to talk about the history, but also just the, the incredible things God is doing. I mean. To be with you in the last few days and seeing many of your council members, your government officials, your Lord Provost and Deputy Lord Provost and so many other organizations that you work with and serve that have been coming here. It's just eye-opening to see when they're amazed at what you've done here in 20 years. And plus, we're going to be dedicating your new Somebody Care Scotland facilities. You already have over 20 locations and warehouses, but this is going to be the, the premier. It is the premier Uh, place and facilities and complex that God has blessed you with uh, here with, I think, nearly 50,000 square feet just in this location. Brian and Jenny, thank you so much for all you're doing. Uh, love you guys, and I'm having an incredible time here with you. So let's tell a little bit about the backdrop of how Somebody Care Scotland even got started because it goes before what we're actually seeing today. So tell us a little bit about the backdrop.
2: Way back in 2001, we were really keen to do an outreach mission in the city. On the people that came over from America to help us with that mission, Doug, of course, you were part of that. And I went to a meeting that Doug shared with the work that he did for Somebody Cares, and it really just touched my heart. I put it's one of those things that you feel really compelled, but you put it on the shelf. But as we did the mission again. I saw in our own city that there was a need, as Doug had shared about the need in Houston, there was the need in Aberdeen just as much. I still felt that there should do something. And then, this is a funny thing, but I was actually in the house doing my housework and I really felt um, compelled to put on the television. So when I put on the television, I thought I must put it on the God TV. So when I put it on God TV, I actually found it was all about the Dream Center in Los Angeles, and I just felt God saying to me, you have to do this, this is what you can out of small beginnings, this whole thing about the Dream Center, what you want to do in Houston, everything, this is what you can achieve, so I said to myself, okay, how do I do this? Believe it or not, I went to Brian, got me a small warehouse, and uh, we got people to come and help us, and church people, and and then I was working nursing at the time, and uh, I said to them, "I'm wanting to do this," and they said, "Are you leaving?" And I said, "You know, I can't leave just now because obviously there was nobody to take over the job I was doing." And um, but to cut a long story short, out of the start of going to a housing association and speaking there was a gentleman there who had told his wife, who was a health visitor, about what I was going to do. She contacted me. And out of that, five families in the first two months, got back together again. And I realized, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. And even God had a plan in me getting away from leaving my nursing, you know, the, somebody turned up out of the blue and said she needed a job. And, and it was exactly what my job was. And God's, God has been in it all the way down. And we've moved quite a few warehouses, but we always wanted a warehouse that we owned ourselves. And then both Brian and I had seen this warehouse and really, really, we wanted this building. This building we felt was for us. And at one point, we thought, so many things going on, we didn't know if we would get it or not.
1: Because, Brian, you were uh, a successful businessman when I first met you and had a vision for revival and yep. to touch your, your nation and beyond. And you traveled all over the world, to Argentina and to the United States and other places, because you had this burden for Aberdeen and for Scotland. And yep. uh, And who would imagine that all those years ago, the things that were percolating in both of your hearts – would come into what is now called Somebody Cares Scotland. And now you have, what, 43 staff and over 100 volunteers, and, and it's still not enough. I mean, it's amazing what God is doing. So, Brian, give us the backdrop a little bit of how you got the warehouse here, the permanent one that we're going to be dedicating this weekend but also all the other warehouses and, and what brought the journey to even start Somebody Cares Aberdeen and Somebody Cares Scotland. I know Jenny shared
3: that was out of our relationship, but sure. I'm just blown away by how it even evolved. I guess for, for me, I, I always had a heart for my city and we, we did all sorts of events and stuff, trying to unite churches, trying to find ways that pastors would pray together, ways that we could do mission and in 2000, I went to Columbia with 11 other Christians from, from Aberdeen. And I wanted to see and smell revival. And when, when I, I don't know what I expected. When I got there, it was nothing like what I, what I was expecting to find. When I came back, I was asked to share the experience in three churches. And I found myself saying to them, uh, and it wasn't a message that they liked, Uh, It was, you know, it's the same God who who is in Aberdeen, uh, is in Colombia. It's the same Holy Spirit whose power is not limited. It's the same Savior whose heart is that everybody in our city would get saved, as is happening in places like Colombia. And that wasn't well received. I remember being in one church uh, with a whole group of people, and nobody spoke to me at the end of it. But the key, the key thing was, it was in my spirit that this wasn't a problem from the God side. I mean, he was there, He his heart was way greater than ours to see our city saved and many others as well. It was really good in the pastor's prayer meetings that I, I was a part of. I wasn't a pastor, but they invited me to do it because of the things we were do, doing in the city. The pastor's prayer meeting took on a different dynamic and we were praying for the city and God God then spoke to me, I was actually in Norway at the time when he spoke to me and he said, you know, I want you to bring an an army into Aberdeen and that was fine. I I spoke to Doug and some of the other folk from America, and we ended up we could and we'd have been five hundred plus Americans who came for this first mission that we did. I don't know the things that we did within that. We did a lot of compassion stuff as part of the ministry, and as Jennifer said, we we got a view of what needed to happen in our city from the compassion side of it, and then with the link with Doug, with seeing what what could be done. Jennifer in particular came out of that mission saying, we need to do this in Aberdeen. It kind of went from there. We had no idea what we should be doing. But you know, there was just a whole series of God things that happened. And we we very quickly got to the point where we're going, we need a warehouse, we need a van. As Jennifer said from small beginnings, we just started, if people needed. Furniture, we furnished their homes. If they needed clothes, we clothed them. Uh, if they needed food, we provided food. I guess the one thing that got really impressed upon us uh, there, there were other organizations in the city doing these kind of things, but they would charge people for the service. And we could never get our head around that. And you're going, you know, the, the reason these people are in trouble is they don't have money uh, for whatever circumstance. And so we determined. 20 years ago, we will never ever charge people to help them. And so for 20 years now, uh, we have provided for all of these people. And I did an exercise recently as a part of an argument we were having with the local council. And I came up with a figure in excess of 2 million people that we've helped in that 20 years. Wow. And the current numbers that are going are over 200,000 a year. Wow. you know, praise God, every single one of these people got what they needed for free. And that that is a that is a God thing with, beyond any shadow of a doubt. And so we've loved that because, you know, we needed premises. We started with a small one, we moved to bigger ones. Uh, we never owned these buildings, we were given these buildings uh, because we were a charity. The council wouldn't charge you this, uh, the building rates. Uh, which which became a really big deal for us. We needed more warehouses because the whole thing was running bigger. The donations we were receiving from the people in the city were huge. Uh, we came through COVID. With COVID, they shut down everything that we could generate income from, and we were left purely with the food bank. But that became a really good exercise for us. And in the middle of this, there were a whole pile of warehouses became empty. And we started to pick up these warehouses. Today, I think I'm right in saying, we now have 24 either large office blocks or large warehouses. Um, Pretty well all of them are totally full. We're still looking for more uh, warehouses. The big problem is when when you got these buildings, the owners were always looking for someone to occupy them to give them income. And, and so, if somebody came along wanting one of the buildings we had, we had to give it up. And that happened to us with our headquarters building just recently. And we got to a point where we're going, God, we, we need a permanent warehouse, uh, our office block, as it turned out to be, and we need to own it. We came through a whole scenario, we passed the building every day. We eventually went and looked at it. The expression I use is, if we had a pencil and paper and had to draw the ideal building, well, this is it. Again, we went through a whole scenario, how on earth could a charity that spends all its money expanding to cope with demand. Uh, but, But when God moved in the circumstance, we had three major miracles that happened. And today we sit in the building I mean, God is so good. God is so gracious. He didn't just give us a building. He's given us an incredible building.
1: Absolutely. Well, here's actually the incredible magazine you put together uh, and brochure for everyone who's been coming in these open houses the last few days. The Somebody Care Scotland magazine and brochure. And right here is... The skyline view of their new facility is amazing. Everywhere you drive in in all of Aberdeen, you keep seeing somebody cares signs, somebody cares Scotland, somebody cares warehouse, somebody cares furniture distribution, somebody cares. I was like, they're going to have to change the theme of the city called Aberdeen, Scotland, the city where somebody cares, because it's everywhere. It's made, and you know, Duncan Campbell who was a part of the Hebrides' revivals, obviously, in in Scotland in the the 1950s, said, uh, and to quote Thomas Chalmers, said, revival has been defined as the impact of the personality of Christ on a community. If that's the definition of revival, there is no doubt that the moral capital and the equity you've gained by doing what you do has opened up the door to every avenue of this journey to really transformation in the community. In fact, you you were some of the first to send resources from Aberdeen to Ukraine, uh, to Poland to help the Ukrainian refugees. And I know you have quite a few refugees here now. So it's amazing how God has used you. Yeah, you have a passion uh, that is really driving what you do. That passion for the Lord, love for people. Really, Jenny, tell me a little bit about. Yeah, obviously, Brian has literally been such a, a huge asset as he's the CEO of Somebody Care Scotland. You are the founder and visionary for, for what God is doing. And of course, you have a wonderful team yeah, that every looks to you both as mom and pop and and the community. You've gained so much capital. Jenny, tell me a little bit of how you're feeling, because I know in the beginning, it was so overwhelming. You just had a heart to help people.
2: That's right. When I started, you know, it was really just a case of trying to find people eh, that were in need. So we obviously contacted our our city council to work with the local authorities for the people coming eh, to bring clients that were going into properties that didn't have anything. So we would help them eh, furnish their properties um, for whatever they needed. And also maybe health visitors come with young mums that had families. A lot of mums don't have, um, are maybe not married and can't afford the items for their babies and things, so we can help with that. It's really all walks of life, you know, people coming out of prison. We employ as well, um, after they've been in prison, we take them through to a um, do their work placement with us for six months to try and get them back on their feet to get out there into the community again and paid work people that have had a uh, given hours for a uh, not doing right and they come and work with us but the people that were really helping is just people that have got a big need no matter what their circumstances it could be a flood it could be a fire you know it could be just a breakup of a marriage and in. Um, we noticed that very much so when the oil eh, turned down, you know, it eh, happens. And eh, people were so much eh, desperate to get back on their feet again because they'd lost everything. Wives left their husbands because they weren't getting the income they wanted anymore. So husbands often were left with the children. So we mm-hmm. had to go and help and furnish help with all that I, things for the families there, especially young mums. And I get quite emotional. <laughs>
0: Mm. when young mums don't have food that
2: really touches me <clears throat> you know and people need food so we have a huge food bank now as well and um, people come to us for food and um, people just sometimes come to the door or the phone in and we give orders they get orders of food that they require and we get people, the volunteers that even deliver the food for them, you know, if they can't get out. We've got quite a good team for that as well. But it is challenging <laughs> in a lot of ways, you know. All you want to see is families back together again. And I just pray that what we do is helping to do that, you know, getting them back on their feet. And uh, and it's all about the compassion. and. We just pray that through what we do, people will ask as well, why do we do it? And we're able to say, well, we've got God's love and it's really God that's done this for us. And it's his love that we're trying to show back out into community.
1: I've heard so many testimonies just in the last few days being with you here of individuals who either have benefited from Somebody Care Scotland Or from you directly, because everything is done with demonstrating empathy, but also giving dignity to people who've lost so much. And I was talking to one of the partner organizations and said that during the energy boom, when things were going well, that he had a lot of friends that didn't really plan on the future and and they lost everything. So that they are able to come and you show them empathy, dignity. Uh, You've been able to help supply for them without making them feel demeaned. And uh, I've heard that story over and over here. So many people, even, you know, you have uh, showrooms for people that it's like going to an incredible store and they get furniture and bedding and, and everything's done with such excellence. You have a clothing bank, you have a food bank and so many other things. You have a fleet of trucks with somebody care signs going everywhere in the city. How does this make you feel? Just think that, what was just in your heart 20 years ago and to see the, the fruition of so many lives impacted. And and I know, Brian, for you, your heart was always to see the transformation of the community and really at every level, some call it the seven spheres of the culture, or the seven mountains at every level, people are literally being impacted by what Christ is doing through each and every one of your staff, your volunteers. And the ministry of Somebody Cares Scotland, this is, it has to really warm your hearts, doesn't it?
2: It does. Yeah. And the other thing is that often the staff have needs, and we hope that we are able to help them through. There's some of them maybe had difficult times, like you've met George. <laughs> George loves his wife, and George is now 80, and he celebrated his birthday just the other week. But, you know, this is like his family now, you know, and he comes in every day and and he chats about things and he can release how he feels about the loss of his wife with us. And we are there to support him through this as well, you know, and. We got him, because it's such a big building, we got him a wee scooter to go through the building and he's just, he just loves it. So, you know, it's from all ages that we help. You know, it doesn't matter if the volunteers are 80, 90, we just lost one, it's just come 90 this other week. We just lost him last week. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're here to support each other. all different things go on in people's lives but if we can help each other as a family together and grow as a family a lot of these volunteers have been with me from just after i started and even during nursing that i met and they came on board as volunteers and and you know there's something i don't know what it is because I, a lot of them are christians some of them aren't but you know i don't know what it is but Once they come in and get their feet in the door, they don't want to leave. (laughs) So I'm very, very proud of all my staff. You know, I can't give them enough credit for what they do. It's not really about me. It's about what they help and about what God's doing with us, you know. But when I started it, I just thought it was good to help a few people in the city. I didn't expect it to go beyond and above what's happened. I really didn't, you know. And uh, I've got a lovely lady, Alison, that's going to is now sort of taking over my role. But she has the same heartfelt for the people in the city as well, you know, and I needed that, you know.
1: Well, Lisa if, was making that observation. And then we were also talking to George to confirm <laughs> what you were saying about George. you were just saying, you know, uh, many of us can't afford to pay for our energy bills or our, our utilities because it's going up so high. So this has become a place, not just a warm center to get warm, but a place to feel warm, to feel that people care about you and to be a part of something. Law enforcement have been here that volunteer. You have business leaders that volunteer here. You have so many people that we've gotten to meet over the last few days that, and they've carried your passion. They carry it. And and even Allison and, and Alan and others who are giving tours and taking large groups of people throughout your facilities. It was in them. It was in their it heart.
2: Is, it
3: they, they carry I your heart. It's amazing. I think for me, one, one of the lovely things of where we are today, going back to 2002 when we did the first city mission, and then again in 2004, you know, God had called us to bring an army into the city, and that was fine. And because of Doug and various other people, we were really keen, and that all happened. We we brought an army to the city. But we were crying out to God, and we were saying to him, what do we do to reach a city? God eventually came through for us very clearly, and he said to us, I don't want you to evangelize the city. I want you to love it. Mm. And we understood that. God, God wasn't saying, don't evangelize it. He was basically saying, the key I'm giving you to reach your city is to love it. And Aberdeen, in the local newspapers the year before we did the mission, Mm. the headlines were Aberdeen, the unholiest city in Scotland. Mm. And we had loads of people who signed up for the mission and they were going, I don't know how to evangelize. We would say to them, don't even worry, don't think about it. If you just love these people and trust the Holy Spirit, you're going to see how this works. And boy, did we see that work. The, as, as we just loved on the people and found ways to vandalize them, we built the biggest skate park in Europe for the city. And we would go knocking on doors all over the city. People would come to the door and say, wow, you're the guys from the skate park. And we were in. We were able to invite them to all sorts of gatherings. And we saw people saved in the hundreds. And I would say, as the years have gone by, we've kind of forgotten that. And it's only been as part of coming into this building and looking at different aspects of that. It suddenly came back to us, and you'll see there's, there's a mural on the wall behind us with a heart being passed from one hand to the other. And I don't know if you can see the statement on the yeah. things that it says is, how can you help a city? You love it.
1: Yeah.
3: And, and that has been really vital for us because it's it's helped us kind of go that step further in what we are doing. We are back to loving on the city. And, you know, it's been great, Doug, and them being here the last few days because they're beginning to see the working of that. We're seeing the senior officials from the city coming in. Their hearts are touched. They're going, we need to work with somebody who cares. I think God is releasing something um, of which we are a part. And it's just this critical factor, the the whole reason that we look uh, you know, we're looking at the city and we're saying, God, help us change it. Well, we're dealing with one particular emphasis, but we've been meeting with senior church leaders over the last couple of days. And one of them just finished a mission last week and they called it Love Aberdeen. And, And so, I don't know. Our, our faith is sky high. We're really looking for God to do some transformational stuff here, and we're excited.
1: Well, I tell you what, there's so much we could share. I'm going to go as far as saying this, and uh, this is coming out for me. We've talked about this, but I'm going to say this now as it comes out as our podcast in a few days, that I really feel we have a Macedonia call right here in Aberdeen, And sometime in 2023, we'll work on the dates. I want to invite everyone that's listening to consider praying or coming and being a part of a summit that we will do here. Somebody Cares International in partnership with Somebody Cares Scotland Summit to actually go and volunteer in one of the warehouses and the outreaches throughout the city with Somebody Cares. But also coming to see what God is doing in some of the amazing churches. God is doing some incredible things. So I'm going to call out a, a Macedonia call to come meet and serve with somebody care Scotland in Aberdeen, Scotland. By the way, Aberdeen and Houston, Texas are sister cities. Because Houston was the energy capital of North America. Aberdeen was the energy capital of Europe. And so I believe that uh, there's something spiritual connection here, even in all the challenges around us, that God's going to do something incredible. So I want to encourage everyone uh, consider praying into it, and then we'll let the dates be known soon that we're looking at for 2023 to come to Aberdeen, Scotland, and to serve with Somebody Care Scotland, and in, in, in just being a part of what God's doing here, and to be a blessing, because I love that statement that's behind you, is the way to help a city is to love it, and it reminds me of Isaiah chapter 1. God says, all your raising of your hands to pray, all your conferences and get-togethers are lacking because you've not taken care of justice and the widow and the orphan and taking care of the needs. And so if we will meet the needs, we touch the heart of God and it opens people's minds to open their hearts to receive the message of good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so it's a tangible expression of Christ. You know, I'm looking through your stats. You had uh, 139,005 number of meals were provided 1,860 are the total number of homes that were furnished. Number of Christmas meals uh, distributed was 24,630. I can go on and on. uh, The incredible and the value of food that was given out free, 704,982 lira. How much would that be equivalent in U.S. dollars?
3: Probably upper 800, maybe lower 900,000 in U.S.
1: dollars. That's amazing. And this is all done on your team of just running with a heart for God and a compassion and empathy for people. And the furnishings, I mean, that you gave out for free in 2021 alone, not even counting 2022, is 575,446 lira. I mean, we're talking about another $700,000 worth in U.S. of furnishings that were given away. I mean, this is giving to the community in, in their place of crisis and need. And you're, being, you're already prepared for whatever might happen, even here in Europe, as well as uh, in other parts of the region, uh, when things may get the increase of fuel, increase of cost of living. You're prepared, uh, and with all of your partnerships, to be a net that God is really using together. You also have pamper rooms workshops
2: other yeah, new projects yes <laughs>
1: you have the haven counseling suites playrooms for kids clothing food bank cookery lessons cancer support friendship cafe i mean and look at this the somebody cares scotland bear i mean somebody cares bear has been all over the world i mean it's amazing And then developing volunteers, you have other things that you do, providing reintegration. You're helping a lot of refugees that are here from Afghanistan, as well as from from other nations and coming in from Ukraine. I mean, you have just been amazing. And you have a mega store that people actually go to because they can't afford to go to normal stores. And that also brings resources in to help the ongoing work of the the charity here at Somebody Care of Scotland and go on and on. It's just amazing to me, all that you're doing to provide for every element of need in the community. Any final thoughts or words, Brian or Jenny, that you would encourage people, that how they can get involved with Somebody Care Scotland and also what what they can do to make themselves available to be used by God?
2: Just really to come and see us and uh, apply to... Yeah. What they could do and what where they could help and um, you know see what they're capable of doing It's something that they maybe find there's a job here that they could do that somebody else isn't doing you know and say yes because there is extra work needed all over the place
0: yeah and
3: i i i think the vital thing for us uh, you know we're we're on a journey we're sensing that something major. That God is going to do will come on the back of part of what we're doing, and so we would we would ask for prayer. And mm-hmm. you know, this podcast is going all around the world, wonderful. If we we know that people all around the world are praying for what's happening here in Aberdeen, but we do invite people to come see what we are doing. we're doing. we we're being told all over the place we've created a model, a business model that largely is self-funding. It's it's allowing us to make the impact we're making. And it's, instead of being the normal charity going with the begging bowl all over the place, we have found ways in which we're, we're saying, okay, we can do this. Uh, and it's really interesting because as Doug was saying we've had the Lord Provost and the Deputy Lord Provost here yesterday They are now all talking about how the the council, local council, needs to get involved. That They need to be putting money into what we're doing. And so the the wealth of the wicked, uh, as, as we all know, is basically knocking on the door and saying we want to be a part of it. It's a huge thing for us. We do need your prayers. We do need support on the way through because... We're, we're talking to the Shire as well as working in the city. The Shire is now asking us to come. Um, we're saying we did 200,000 this past year. People, we helped. If the Shire comes in, that goes to about thousand. With wow. the economic scenario that's developing here as of next month, we could go over half a million people. Which you go is absolutely incredible. But that is God, and that is what God is doing.
2: I just thought I read this morning the word in a it was a proverb the word of God tells about the law of sowing and reaping that we will reap what we sow what we enjoy today is the consequence of what we sowed in the past so that's very true when I read that this morning.
1: (laughs) That's right and we always sow to our future and you have sown in tears you have sown in sacrifice you've sown in so many ways for decades and so many others that have joined with you. So it's harvest time. I believe this is a season for uh, to for the Lord to show you the joy of the labors of, of love that you've given and the amount of people that have been impacted. I The first day when you had the open house, you had 90 different agencies and organizations that you interface with that were here. They were definitely blessed. And then the second day was with a lot of the uh, official government officials and and leaders, and from the shire, from the city, from, again, the Lord Provost, Deputy Provost, the council, and they were taken back by what all that God has done, and then today, we're actually going to be having day three, a family day, and all kinds of uh, fun for the kids as well, and families, and uh, for all the volunteers, and the team, so that's going to be amazing, and then uh, we're going to dedicate this new facilities, a group of pastors and leaders will be coming here on Sunday afternoon, And we're going to be officially praying for and celebrating and dedicating this incredible new facilities. And also, Brian graciously introduced me to pastor here in town from the Redeemed Christian Church of God from Nigeria, and they have a huge church here, and Pastor Mark. uh, And so we had a very pleasant time today uh, having coffee and catching up. It turns out we know a a lot of uh, friends and similar people involved with the Redeemed Churches, as well as... Uh, other pastors that we all interface with. It's been an incredible time here. And uh, there's a prayer tower, by the way, that Brian introduced me to a pastor of a church here in town. They have a a prayer tower. I want you to come, for those who are thinking about coming in 2023, come and experience a prayer tower, prayer walks, and volunteering here throughout the city and working with Somebody Care Scotland. But I also want to say that if you're a person who, through all the difficulties, are still Doing well financially, I would like to see the blessing come to places like Somebody Cares Aberdeen and Somebody Cares Scotland to totally pay off all their cost of these new facilities so they can continue to give out free and helping thousands and thousands of people. So if you'd like more information, get a hold of us at Somebody Cares International, that's somebodycares.org, and we can give you more information and keep up on what we're going to be doing here in uh, Aberdeen in 2023, but also if you'd like to come and support what's happening here, please contact us and we'll connect you directly with somebody Care Scotland and with Brian and Jenny, uh, Jenny, would you do me the honors and would you pray for those who've been watching or listening that that God would just begin to encourage people in the midst of their most difficult of times that God can hear their prayers and God is still working on their behalf
2: lord we thank you for this time and we just pray for the amazing building and everything that's happened here that we can honor all the people that are in so much need in this city and around and we just pray that eh, you will send them to us and eh, the workers will see again that we are here not just for them but for god to work in their lives um, we thank you for this wonderful weekend that you have been, you have blessed us so much. And also for the privilege of having Doug and Lisa with us. That's just been, it's made my weekend as well. And we thank you for them. And we just pray for all that's to go on in the future of Somebody Cares, both here and over wherever all other Somebody Cares are. Thank you for this time. Amen.
1: Amen. And I've got to tell you, I've enjoyed for anybody else. I'm going to give you a temptation here. And so a good temptation, the sticky toffee pudding and the fish and chips are unlike anywhere in the world. So you've got to prepare for that. When you come, Brian, any
3: final words and then close us in prayer, sir. I'm excited even just to hear, um, you know, what's being said here because we know the way God works. This will touch the hearts of many, many people that are going to listen to it. And, whether it's encouraging you to come and see what we're doing or to be a part of what we're doing, it it is certainly going to inspire people to do what is happening in their cities and in their towns. And you know the lovely, lovely thing about where we're all at today: God is on the move. These are days of opportunity like we've never known. And I don't know. I think Doug is sounding a rallying call. And praise you know, please God, um, we're allowing the Holy Spirit just to take that and to water it. And so I'm, I'm just excited to think of where all of this is going and what God is doing in these days that we are living in. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I would
1: encourage Brian also that of those 500 people that came in that first mission from the U.S., of course, others that came from Norway and other countries to help serve here, Ed Vesa, who helped with the skate park, Mike May, who coordinated that first team from U.S., and, and he was born here in Aberdeen. There's so many others, and Dobby's Old Town. There are so many. I want to encourage all of my friends that were a part of that and others. This is a time to come see the fruit of your labors, too. The seeds were sown then, but we're seeing the fruit of it now. So I want to encourage everyone find a way back here and to see what God has done and is doing and will continue to do.
3: Brian, close us in prayer. Father, we love you. We're just so grateful that in a day gone by, you look down in your human creation and you just said, I need you, I want you, and prepared to pay a price beyond anything you could ever imagine, to, to make a way for you to come and be a part of what I'm doing. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the price that you were willing to pay. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit that now indwells us and that, I just pray, as, as we've just said, in these days that we're, that we're living, we thank you for the Holy Spirit is moving in ways that, like we've never seen, that there are opportunities. And I guess we discovered a long time ago that if you want to see God moving, the, the way that you're really going to find that is when you step out of the boat. And so, God, I just pray for everyone that hears this podcast, that you will be encouraged, that you will be excited that God can do anything, that he has the plan, and it's an incredible plan, and so touch each heart, we pray, encourage each person, step out of the boat, seek for God to do the impossible things, and just be, um, well, we know that you're going to be a massive blessing to each and every one of you, and we thank you for that, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen, and amen, and When you contact us at somebodycares.org, we will also forward to you the website and contact information for Somebody Cares Scotland. So again, thank you, everybody. I really believe you need to go back and listen to this podcast again. Let it inspire you for what God has placed in you to carry out a passion in your community as well. God bless you, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.